0: On today's episode of The Wave Podcast, NFL Week 11 officially in the books. Scoot and I jump on, recap the Ravens' utterly forgettable 13-3 win against the Panthers. Diving back into my keys of the victory last week, what we saw, what we didn't see, and what we didn't do. What we liked, not that there was much of it. And how we feel about the team just overall moving forward as we do each week. We also jump into a little bit of the headlines around the league from Week 11. 49ers seem to be very good. Cowboys beat the shit out of the Vikings. And Zach Wilson might be getting run out of New York. We move on, talk about Ravens versus the Jaguars this week. Ravens heading down to Jacksonville as a four-point favorite. We get into the matchup of the units. Jaguars' defense versus our offense, our defense versus their offense, how we think we can stop them, how we can contain their weapons, and ultimately, my keys to victory on how we can win this game. Also, as a little bit of a bonus with the World Cup going on, we welcome on our official Wave podcast soccer correspondent, Lorenzo Linarducci for a World Cup preview. We recorded it on Monday after the United States tied with Wales 1-1. We talk about the United States team, what we think we could potentially see from them in this tournament, who we like to make a run, our dark horses of the tournament, and we even throw out a couple picks for the World Cup for you guys. We wrap up, as we always do, week 12 NFL picks. And it's just a little bit of a bonus. We each say what we're thankful for this holiday season. And we give a little uh, Thanksgiving plate talk. What's the first thing to go off your Thanksgiving plates? Best food on Thanksgiving, what have you. So without further ado, here we go. Episode 29.
1: I can't i I can't it. You drop my eye, me I can't lie. Tell me to you, I can't let it For that you drop my eye Pull me closer, and you never
0: Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, episode 29. And now it's officially Thanksgiving week.
2: What do you mean by that? The best holiday of the year. Nope, it's the second best.
0: Uh, Well, no, last week I started the episode off saying it was Thanksgiving week, but technically it wasn't.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah, and I got really confused that I was thinking it was, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I put you and Jim in a mental blender, but now we're in, Now we're actually in Thanksgiving week.
2: <laughs> yes, correct. Turkey <laughs> hey, week, gobble, gobble. Gobble,
0: gobble. How you doing?
2: For I'll be honest, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I've had a long week at work. I had one of those. So I woke up this morning, had a meeting scheduled for 8.45 this morning. Uh-huh. Get into the center to find an email in my inbox. That I didn't check after hours because work-life balance. Sure. And uh, the meeting had been moved to one. Ugh. So I got up rushed myself out the house, just got there. So I was like, well, it's all right. Like, you know, no biggie. I was like, I'll just, you know, I'll leave it my normal time No biggie. well, that didn't happen. <laughs> I had, there was, we had, we had a big event today of packet pickup for the turkey trot and no volunteers showed up <laughs> like none of our volunteers. What but like it, it was, deck. it was a, it was a slow burn because like we had three different shifts. So right. we we're like, all right, well, the five o'clock shift just hasn't gotten here yet. All right, well the six o'clock should have and then it was like <laughs> they're not coming. They're so not coming.
0: You're sitting there just thinking, like, oh, they'll be here the next hour, and then just beat by six
2: o'clock. Miss Alexis kept saying, Oh, they'll be here. And I was like, mm, I know volunteers, they don't care. They ain't gonna come.
0: Damn, that's brutal.
2: Yeah. So we got one more day tomorrow, and then it's turkey trout on Thursday, and then it's a nice four day little weekend.
0: Cruise into the weekend. Yeah, I feel you, man. I, we're we're recording this uh, into the wee hours of Wednesday morning. Um, I'm also exhausted, just everybody trying to get their, their pre-holiday stuff in. Uh, and, uh, those of you who know me know the industry that I work in and needless to say, there's going to be a lot of consumption of the goods that we sling partaking over this weekend.
2: What do you mean by
0: that? Booze. All right. (laughs) Uh, but nevertheless, no, we're here. We, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I guess we'll just we'll just jump right into uh, into what we saw week 10. Um, what what the fuck was that, was that Raven- week? That
2: was week 11 guy
0: week 11. Yep. Like I said, wee hours of the morning. What the fuck happened in, in that Ravens game?
2: Was that the worst game you've ever watched? I
0: don't know about worst. Definitely up there. Um, but like, certainly, but I guess if
2: they would have lost, it would have been really. Bad, yeah,
0: but certainly like the most forgettable that I can remember Basically, in my it's entire one of
2: those time. games where like, I'm actually not like normally after raving games by like Tuesday, like today, or I guess now Wednesday, I'm like ready for Sunday. I'm not ready for Sunday because listen, if this carries over in the next week with the offense playing like the way it is, which there's a reason to believe it, it. It might, because I think with sure. the way the little pass game set up right now with the injuries and Marcus Robinson as our wide receiver one, um, you know it's not looking good in the, in the club, dude. It's not looking No, good. no, I'm, I'm with you. And yeah, I, I'm
0: kind of in a different camp where I'm like, I've already forgotten about it. And, you know, I want to say like, you know, the weather, it was cold, it was windy, whatever the case may be. Like, I just
2: don't understand why that's a viable excuse because it's not, it's not dude. Dude, the weather I, windy. What happens in playoff games in January? Dude, put up right, points. Right. Yeah. It just
0: it felt it felt like the the issues were <clears throat> beyond the wind. Like I mean, you and yeah. I talked you and I talked about it last week. Carolina's run defense was not good, and we couldn't run the ball at all. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, their defensive front just playing really well. Our offensive line got bullied all game,
2: which was weird. Really weird. Really. So weird. by the way, by the way, yeah. Speaking of offensive line. Tyler Linderbaum, There you go. Sorry. It's early or it's late. I was handing out turkeys with the Ravens on Monday. Uh That man is a gigantic human being and how anyone bullies him is alarming.
0: Well, I I will say he was one of the few that I I didn't see getting bullied, but.
2: Yeah, but he's he's on the on the front of offensive linemen. He's actually kind of small no yeah and that was like
0: that was actually the the knock on him coming out in the draft it was mm-hmm, like his yeah. arms were too short and he couldn't play guard or tackle he could only play center because of how stubby his arms were built like jack yeah exactly yeah he's he is quite literally built like a brick shit house.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah no um but i just thought like everything was weird the only good thing is that the defense played great but it was against carolina so i really don't I really don't take much with that um anytime you you dominate baker i don't think there's really anything to ride on um other than that like the offense it was weird too Though, like lamar looked fine in some aspects but then was taking like weird sacks that he doesn't normally take which was weird Like there was that one that was in the um they're at like half they were at like midfield and there was a guy like right in his face and he could have easily just threw the ball away, but he took the sack on third down, which again kind of like took them out of field goal range. And I was like, dude, what is going on with this guy? He hasn't looked good for nine weeks now.
0: Yeah. And you know, you bring up a good point. He, by and large, he hasn't like, he hasn't looked like that, you know, MVP caliber Lamar that we're used to, or at least that we're right. We're hoping to see. But, like, you see flashes of it. Like, you saw flashes against Tampa Bay. You know, he started the second half with that 20-some-yard run. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. he's – he – I hate to go all the way back to week one against the fucking Jets, but – like he was dropping dimes to to Duvernay in the end zone and he had that deep shot to Rashad Bateman in, in week 1 against the Jets like we've seen moments scattered throughout the season of him being that guy it's just for whatever yeah. reason man he's not he's not putting it together at a consistent clip and
2: there hasn't been a game this year where he's played 60 minutes of good football
0: right right exactly and it's i've very weird And I yeah, and I don't know if this is just the Greg Roman hater or the Lamar Jackson optimist in me, but the play calling was not good on Sunday against Carolina. Play calling was weird.
2: Well, the first the first drive we came out with throwing six times. Right, exactly. First drive on a twenty fifth ranked rush defense. Yeah, made no sense.
0: Six six plays on the first drive, all pass plays, and I said I literally I said to my dad we were watching the game together. I was like, this is exactly what Greg Roman did in Tampa, where they knew that we were going to run the ball and he, he tried to outsmart himself being outsmarted by the people (laughs) who were outsmarting him. And he's like, they think we're going to run. So we're going to throw the ball a bunch. And like, it just doesn't work.
2: No, no, that's, that's stupid elementary stuff. Yeah. It's,
0: it's like that episode of friends where uh, Phoebe, Joey and Rachel are going
2: like, yeah, but they don't know that we know they know we know. Yeah, that's, everyone that, knows, dude.
0: That's what that's what Greg Roman trying to call And it everyone knows like and
2: and everyone knows that everyone knows. Exactly. Except um, Greg Roman.
0: And the one thing that that particularly pissed me off about the play calling this week was there were so many times where it was so obvious Roman was just like, "Oh, we're going to just throw the ball to Mark Andrews regardless of what yep. was out there."
2: That's and the like, issue with this for been a long time, too
0: absolutely and i understand andrews is you know one of the best tight ends in the league right now and and, and you he's know, he, really the
2: only viable pass catcher right now in this offense so exactly exactly but you know it's almost we, like we saw that as an issue coming into the season yeah it's yeah you know it's almost like you know 90
0: percent of twitter could have called that huh. being an issue
2: hmm. hey but deshaun jackson dude yeah deshaun, ja-
0: deshaun jackson there you go deshaun jackson and and james Proche. um
2: <laughs> careful dude we'll be a hater and we hate the team if we yeah no we,
0: no we we hate the team if we slander a seventh round pick who we shouldn't have expected much out of anyway um but no like but we're there told
2: were, every uh every every training camp that he looks great
0: there was there were so many plays like for example the interception that lamar threw and I don't know if I want to put that all on him because I mean, no, no, I don't think so. The, the, the nose tackle just made an incredible play. Like that was a really, really good play on him. But if you go back and watch it, they showed on the broadcast. It was uh, like from the end zone, like behind the play, Josh Oliver is wide open Mm -hmm. with literally nobody around him within 15 yards. He could have crawled into the end zone. Yeah. But the play is designed to go to Andrews on just like a quick little, like slant hitch route. Yeah. And That again goes back to what I said about Greg Roman, just like keying on Andrews. Hey, let's get the ball to Andrews. We're going to call plays for Andrews. Yep. Defenses, they they know that he's our only pass threat, Mm -hmm. so they just key off him.
2: Um. But yeah, my concern is like going into the playoffs, all you now have to do is just prep, put two guys on Andrews, and play the run. They can't do anything, and that's not really necessarily Lamar hate. He has no one else to throw it to. Like legitimately, he has no one else to throw the football to. They yeah, need to good. get Devin Duvernay the ball more. Like that's that's just, just a about, non-starter. It's like I was just about I won't, to say I, won't that. I won't officially panic until they do that. My issue is I don't think they're going to because Greg Roman right. wrote was it like five years ago. He was like, We need to get Devin Duvernay the ball, exclamation the point vault, at the end the of vault. it. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, and I put it on my notes of, with an exclamation point next to it. It's like, bro, you're such an idiot. I'm just and in that video that I think that was in early October, his beard had uh
0: gray in it gray yeah oh he's dyeing his beard for sure and like he's not even trying to hide it
2: it's kind of why we yeah like why though like gray's cool
0: yeah i mean hey man it's a you know it's a self-confidence thing he wants to wants to look a little younger i don't hate him for that but uh you know like big cat big cat talks about it all the time like if you're gonna die just you know
2: get in front of it hey i dye my hair right i mean i guess just don't dye your hair I'm all for, you know, it's weird though. I'm here. I'm for hair plugs.
0: Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially if you're, if you're someone of particular affluence that, you know, that's something that's on the table for you. Hair plugs. Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. Like hair. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever like if this say tomorrow I wake up, my hair's gone. I'm looking into getting hair plugs.
0: Yeah. Without question. Hair and teeth are like the two things that Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you take care of. And like, especially if you got money, like, bro,
2: right?
0: get the verniers, get the plugs, like do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck were we talking? Oh, Devin Duvernay. I'm glad you brought that up. He had what? One catch for three yards, four yards. He was, tar- like that. He was
2: targeted twice with one catch and just,
0: and he had, just- he had a carry for like three or four yards too.
2: Ugh. ugh.
0: and that, that again, man, it just goes back to it. He's clearly talented. You know, I, I think we've we've been pretty transparent, and I don't know if anybody really within the Ravens fandom is barking up the tree that Devin Duvernay should or can be a number one receiver. But, you yeah. know, when, when you look at his skill set, Andrews is your number one receiver. I know he's a tight end. Andrews is your number one receiver, whether mm-hmm. Bateman's on the field or not. Duvernay can be that second option if you use him correctly, like we've been saying for I don't even know how long at this point, San Francisco mm-hmm. and Debo Samuel. Use him in the run game. You put him in the backfield. And we even saw the Rams start to do that with Cooper Cup a little bit. You run him routes out of the backfield, get a matchup on a linebacker. I just don't understand why one week we go from giving him the ball six times, eight times to back-to-back weeks now, he's only had one one touch or two touches.
2: Makes no sense, man.
0: No sense whatsoever. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about the defense here in a second, but just to kind of, you know, put a bow on the offensive struggles. If you if you can't get a run game going against Carolina at home in November, you know, what are you going to do come January? Like, you you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You can only put 13 points up against them. I'm here to tell you right now. I ain't going to be enough. No,
0: certainly. (laughs) Like, like
2: apparently there was like this, there was a saying in the locker room this week that someone kind of put out that they were like, just get us a touchdown. The defense will take care of it. And it was like, okay, that's cute. It's against Carolina. That's that. Like, what I kept saying to like people I was watching with, I was like, yo, this is Carolina. Like, this isn't like a, you know, if that's a 13 to 3 win against Buffalo, like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, score more points, but damn, they only held them to three points. It yeah, I Carolina. mean, if,
0: yeah, if you, if you beat Buffalo 13 3, I think you're ecstatic, not only because you beat Buffalo, but because you hold the, the, the Bills offense to three
2: points. Right. That's what I mean.
0: Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. Like, Holding Carolina to three points, I think that's a that's you know it's an accomplishment in and of it itself, just because you know we're talking about the NFL and you hold any offense to three points. That's you know, that's good. But mm-hmm. on the flip side of that coin, with a defense as, as highly touted as ours, you expect them to do that against an offense like Carolina.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean I will say this, I'm gonna eat my words. The two players that I was hating on probably the most going into the you know, the first couple weeks of the season, mm-hmm. Patrick Queen. And Kyle Hamilton, both played. It sucks that Kyle Hamilton got hurt. By the way, he was supposed to come to my uh, employment, but he could not come due to not wanting to be on his feet, which is not good news, by the way. So um, Harbaugh, Harbaugh said his
0: uh, his MRI, MRI, maybe, whatever happened. He said his, his test looks negative. It's not going to be a long-term thing, which we know, oh, Harbaugh's, so, we, we know, we know Harbaugh's track record with, with injury
2: reporting. Yeah, but... he's never really. So Hamilton just hates the community then. Look, I didn't say it. I, I didn't say it either. I'm just, you know, I'm just observing. Okay.
0: Okay. Good on you for not saying that Kyle Hamilton hates the children.
2: Definitely not going to, definitely not going to say that. Maybe in the group chat, I won't say it publicly though. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, no but he, he,
2: he, he was playing and the, even the play, was it the play he got hurt on? Like he made a good play on that. Yeah. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He,
0: he played a phenomenal game. Patrick Queen. I mean, not even just this week, ever since Roquan got on the field, man, he is.
2: Uh, I wouldn't even say before that, dude. He was—he's been playing some good football before. Yeah, he—he
0: he, played—he played well against Tampa, and then I can't remember who we played before Tampa. Maybe Cleveland, but no, he's—he's he's definitely had a stretch of of a few very good games where it seems like he's kind of putting it together.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: sorry. But uh, I mean, you look at after Roquan got added, man, and you you kind of moved like we like we said after you know the Roquan news broke, you move PQ off the ball. You let him do what he does best: come up to yeah. stop the run. Play less in coverage, blitz to get after the quarterback. And I I saw something earlier on Twitter said he was like the highest rated linebacker over the last three weeks or something like that. Yeah, he's been playing great. He's been playing out of his mind, and and Sunday especially, he was fucking flying around. He was
2: everywhere. He was hitting everywhere. guys from
0: sideline like across the field.
2: Everywhere,
0: and I don't know yeah. if maybe maybe part of it is like an added confidence thing where you know Roquan's in there, he feels like he has to
2: do less or or whatever. But whatever it is, man, he's he's playing lights out football, and I love to see it. Could also have to do a little bit with McDonald. I think I think the guys are starting to trust him a little bit more too, which is which is encouraging and good because I think I don't know if you listened to some of PQ's um, post game conference, but he talked a lot about like trust and like how at the beginning of the season there wasn't a lot of like they didn't really know where guys were supposed to go, and then they talked about like kind of without saying it, but he kind of mentioned wink. He was like, guys, he's kind of letting us play how we want to play, which is and like, like trusting our skills and knowing what our skill sets are and stuff like that, which is, which is cool.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. That is really awesome. I didn't hear that, but that's really cool to hear. And I think, you know, we haven't really talked about it just because I, I don't, I guess we haven't really needed to, but yeah, McDonald surprisingly has, has kind of figured it out. And, and it seems like, sure, you know, since, every,
2: yeah, since the, since the, really the, the, I guess the New York game, he got a little bit out coached just a little bit, the, the giants game. But other than that, I think he's been. I think he's been really good.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, we we were pretty vocal about it. He was fucking. I couldn't wait to, for him to get out of town quick enough after the Dolphins game. But yeah, no, he's 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 been very good. Uh, I'm very pleased with what I've seen from him. I don't know if it's a combination of him, uh, the studs that we got on defense, adding Roquan, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton coming into it. But regardless, man, like you said, if 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 the guys in the locker room feel like they're they're comfortable playing for him and they're starting to trust him more. That's only yeah. gonna get better.
2: Yep, absolutely. I'm gonna look up something real quick. Uh, Philly's one, and then it's us. But I'm trying to say how many total we had because I heard it. Oh, today, actually, but I'm not sure.
0: I got it. I got it pulled up. I got it pulled up. Uh, so the Ravens have eleven interceptions and eight fumbles taken away. So nineteen total takeaways.
2: I thought it was, I, I thought it was, shit, it was with my night.
0: Philly Philly has thirteen interceptions and eight fumbles. So they're two ahead of us. Twenty one total takeaways
2: no i was gonna say i think it's crazy because i think i read last year that the ravens only had 15 takeaways and what this year you add the you add you take in the peters you add in uh marcus Marcus williams Williams, you add in um just like the pieces that are coming together with the defense i feel like everyone's kind of starting to like like this jason jason
0: pierre paul who had an interception
2: he's been surprisingly good dude. dude out of nowhere like, since he's gotten here, like, he's kind of been a stud ever since, like, he, they signed him.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't want to say I told you so, but, you know, I was calling for him back in June, so. I, I still don't like him, but it's fine. <laughs> why? Why don't you like him? He has three
2: fingers. Yeah, what well, that's not, I mean, it is his fault, but that's not his fault. That is his fault. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's definitely his fault why he has three. No, I just don't feel, I feel like it's just one of those, like, at the end of the year, he's going to be gassed because he's old and. And
0: uh, I don't know. I will say that to kind of counter that, the fact that now we just kind of have all this depth at the edge position—that's
2: true. That is might true. save him.
0: But yeah, I'm definitely worried about his his stamina down the stretch. But wow. if if he does have stamina issues, then
2: you just plug Ojabo in. Are we expecting Ojabo this week?
0: Honestly, I was kind of expecting him against Carolina Last this week. past week. Me too. Uh, now I don't know what Stanley's injury issue is. If he's going to miss time or not. Um, I don't know. That would, Hamilton, suck. that would suck. And I even said to my buddy, cause my buddy was like, uh, he was another one. Harbaugh said him and Hamilton, both their MRIs were negative. They're not going to miss a, a ton of time. Um, but my buddy was like, sit him out, let him get healthy for the divisional push. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But at the same ooh, time, like ooh, Stanley, Stanley, yeah, 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 Stanley. I was like, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, like he has missed far too much time. He's getting paid way too much money to not play and we saw what happened when he came back earlier in the season like i forget uh, his first game was against maybe cincinnati
1: mm-hmm. when
0: he when he first came back he wasn't playing 100% of of the snaps he looked really really rusty it took him a couple of weeks to kind of get his feet under him no pun intended so oh. i th- i think if he can play you got to tell him fucking get on the field and play
2: yeah he's too soft and he'll he'll stretch it out he'll stretch it out
0: yeah exactly exactly um but other than that, man, I mean, we don't really have to harp on it too much. Like I said, it was a super forgettable game, really just ugly all the way around on the offensive side. At least I still have faith in in Lamar's ability to get it done down the stretch, especially. But I think the biggest thing on that front, like you said, is just one time he's got to put together 60 minutes where he, he is. Done
2: he hasn't done it all year. Right. Right. Even, and that's even probably his best game in Miami. He didn't play well in the fourth. Right. Right. Um. But like I said, I just, I got to
0: see him do it one time and then I'm good. And I, I, yeah. I know he can do it. I'm not like worried about the fact that he can't no, do it. Yeah. I just got to see him do it one time. And then after yeah. that, I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah. I, I, I did, I was talking to a buddy at the gym earlier today. And I did say that after this week, I'm increasingly more concerned if we get into a shootout, especially late in the season with a team like Kansas oh, city yeah. oh, or Buffalo, yeah. or Miami, because I just don't know if we can
2: hang in that situation. And, we, We're going to have to rely on the defense. Hold on to this clip for a future playoff, maybe. Okay. I think that's precisely why they went out and got a Marcus Williams. They went out and got – they brought back Calais. They brought back Houston. They brought in JP3. They brought in Roquan. Is because I think they know with just their – not a Lamar thing, just their offensive structure – I think they've tried to get windows, all right, let's let's go win a shootout game, right? And they haven't yet. They had they or well, they haven't done it. So maybe they brought these fellas in and brought certain pieces back to be like, "Hey, let's load this thing. Let's go draft the so, Kyle Hamilton so we don't
0: have to get in that position." So we
2: can we can maybe try and hang in those 27, 28 games instead of the the 35-40s. I don't know.
0: No, I I definitely think so. I doubt I, it cuz
2: EDC isn't that smart, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I that would certainly explain their reluctance to get any sort of pass catchers or offensive weapons that are worth a single shit. But <laughs> uh, no, I, you're probably right. You're probably right. They probably did say, you know what? Fuck it. Give me Marcus Williams. Let's draft Kyle Hamilton. Let's go sign yeah. JPP. Let's draft David Ojabo. No JP three. JP
2: three. J, JP three. Yeah. I J3P. three P. After he pointies. got that, Jason three pointies (laughs) after he, after he got that
0: interception, he was like dapping the guys up and he was using his hand. Exactly. He was, he was dapping them up with his hand. That's all fucked up. And I saw his, I saw he was wearing white gloves and like the fingers are like tied down of the, in the spots where he doesn't have fingers, they were like tied down. So it literally looked like this. And I was like, man, at least put like a carrot in there or something to make it look right. Like, (laughs)
2: Piece of celery. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like you can't, you can't just have fingerless gloves like tied together. That just oh,
2: looks bad. Oh. Do you think you've got like a little dew claw, little hail, like nails growing off that thing? Oh, oh, I hope not. I really hope not.
0: That's about all I had on that game, man. Just a fucking terrible game altogether. Well, on the offense, I should say, not on the defense. Um, defense got takeaways, which we haven't really got a ton of them since Marcus Williams got down. You know, other, other than that, <laughs> no, no real positives to speak of.
2: Yeah, no, I would agree. Stinky, winky.
0: Stinky is is correct. Uh, speaking of stinky, just a couple headlines in week eleven. I wanted to touch on with you, mainly mainly just this one. Zach Wilson stinks. Holy! And then his
2: statement at the end of the game. How bad where, was that, bro? Like that is the worst thing you could say. Like how like the, terrible the wor- was that? You could still. I I could kind of get what he was trying to say. Like I think he was trying to say like like I don't I don't. You could have said what he was trying to maybe say being like, look, I trust my, like, you know, tough days happen. Sometimes defense yeah. got to win you games, et cetera. You know, we just came up short. That's, you know, yeah. You know, but no, like, I don't think it's all on me. But him, Well, and just, and apparently, like, I
0: don't know. I don't know if you were watching Good Morning Football uh, Monday morning, but apparently uh, Jason McCordy said that he's, he's obviously tapped into the locker room. He said when Zach Wilson said that, Everybody was like, "All right, fuck this kid." Like he completely, yeah. lo- he completely lost the locker room, and rightfully so. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. absolutely. How hilarious would it be if Flacco took his job? <laughs> which <laughs> I don't, sure. I don't know if you saw. Uh, Robert Sala basically said, "Like, yeah, I'm not opposed to benching Zach Wilson."
2: <laughs> Who's the second? It's Joe's the third, right? Yeah, now, right.
0: It's technically Mike White. Which, if Mike White starts over Flacco, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write a letter to somebody because that's bullshit
2: that is some
0: bullshit uh what else happened this week cowboys Cousins did not show up cowboys beat the piss out of the out of the vikings mm-hmm.
1: that and was I, bad
0: i told you i was worried about the late sun the the low the late kickoff for,
2: for kirk yeah. <laughs> so are the vikings frauds or do we think that was just a bad game bad little game big emotional win the week before it's tough to get up um believe me i know it's tough getting up sometimes and uh um, hey one and five what one in five men oh right yes i am one and um yeah i mean i just think it was a weird game those games happen yeah yeah no i i agree
0: i still think the the cowboys are are good good.
2: the cowboys are a good team
0: and i mean who who would have thought that fucking tony pollard would have 140 total yards or whatever like
2: me i love tony pollard you are him
0: you are like maybe the biggest tony pollard guy i know and like i know some cowboys fans
2: Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be better than Zeke.
0: Oh, that I agree with
2: 100%. And I've and everyone's known that.
0: Yeah. they The the only reason that Zeke is still getting the mm-hmm. same amount of touches is because Jerry is like, hey, I fucking paid him. We're going to use him. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But no, I, I still think the Vikings are going to be fine. Uh, as long as they can stay in that one o'clock window, they'll keep winning games. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: uh, the Broncos still bad. <sighs> That's such a bad team from top down, dude. Everything is so, so bad.
0: Not not only did they lose a game that they probably should have won. Um, Melvin Gordon just continues to cough the ball up and then they cut him right after the game.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> remarkable. So I think Sur- I surprised think this he's was... not a Raven yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know what? I thought about it, but I was like, ah, you know, no, thanks.
2: No, thanks. Golly. Um, Getting remember cut when we... from the Broncos before Ross gets cut to me and you stink. And before Hackett gets fired, yeah, you stink.
0: Remember when we almost signed Melvin Gordon a couple years ago? Thank God, yeah, thank God. Um, also, he was electric in uh, uh, was it San Diego? San Diego, yeah, yeah, he was he was sick. Well, they had they, I forget who the other running back was, but they had a little one two punch with him and somebody else. I can't remember. Was
2: that it, was, um, uh White Dan, Danny? Was it Danny Whitehead? Was it Woodhead? It Woodhead. might have been it, it, yeah, it, it might have been Woodhead. I think it was Danny Woodhead.
0: Yeah. I I, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, I remember whoever Danny it was, Woodhead
2: played two snaps for the Ravens.
0: Yeah, and then like his entire leg fell out of his hip.
2: Mhm. Yep. Yeah, sounds about right. Um
0: also, I don't I think this was probably a, a a troll report, but uh apparently Melvin Gordon got cut because after the game ended, he just started blasting Future songs in Russ's face and Russ said, "Hey, I want him off the team."
2: Yeah, it didn't happen. There's no way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it probably didn't, but I'm gonna believe it. Um, yeah. Also, Devonte Adams still good,
2: brother. That man. So, I'm having I'm, him and D Hop on my fantasy team is just the easiest put in the lineup ever. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're. That's four. That's a forty piece every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh no. So I, since he got drafted, I have been a huge Patrick Sertain fan. He's he's unbelievable. Like, I think him and sauce are going to be like the next Jalen Ramsey's of like this new generation. Devontae Adams made him look like a toddler.
2: Devontae Adams is gross. He's disgusting. And he's on an awful and he's on an awful team.
0: Yeah. Like he's he's put up. I think I saw it earlier in his last four games. He has like 500 something yards and like five touchdowns or something. Yeah, dude, something crazy.
2: He's, he's been crazy in fantasy this year. And his quarterback is Derek Carr. Yeah. Like that just put goes. To the, sh- last, the last three weeks he did 33, 24, and 31. Good God. Yeah, yeah
0: that just goes to sick. show you how good he is. And I don't know if I don't know how, 140,
2: how... 146 yards, one twenty-six, and one forty-one. Good God. <laughs> that's stupid. That's video game yeah, shit. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick.
0: And I don't know if you were if you were watching Red Zone or whatnot, but I caught the tail end of that game on Red Zone and the game winning touchdown that he caught. He legit put Pat Sertain in a washing machine.
2: Yeah. Turned him sick. around
0: completely and had 20 yards of clear separation.
2: Yeah, it was sick.
0: So good for him. Also, good for the 49ers because they're a wagon.
2: Mm-hmm. Or I don't or, think anybody I don't I don't think anybody in the NFC is a wagon. So you just think the Cardinals are like really bad. Mm-hmm. No, they're yeah. stinky. Yeah, hey, Colt McCoy, dude.
0: Yeah. D- so I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I don't really think it's going to happen. You think Kingsbury's getting fired?
2: Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. Or he'll wow. step down. You think
0: it'll be like a mutual parting of ways?
2: Yeah, he's gone. He's not He is not going to be their head coach next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never understood the hire in the first place because, I mean, he was at Texas Tech, and he had Patrick Mahomes, and he still didn't win. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think the issues there aren't on him. Like, he's an offensive guy. I think their defense mm-hmm. is more of an issue than their offense. Also, like, they got bullied by their 5'9 quarterback into giving them a bunch of money that he didn't deserve. So.
2: Who right now is not hurt. He's playing Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, like, sneaking off into the locker room to to hop on the sticks with the boys. But, no, no the four, 49ers are good. Christian McCaffrey's awesome. Uh, George Kittle, <laughs> still good. Forgot about him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy G played a really good game surprisingly i love jimmy g so i actually this i was thinking about this earlier so obviously we talked about it uh, i guess either last episode or two episodes ago 49ers are my pick to make it to the super bowl out of the nfc jimmy g is a free agent after this year come to the ravens it stop (laughs) if he gets them to let's say an nfc championship at least do you think he goes or do you think he stays? He'll stay. You think he'll stay?
1: Mm-hmm. But then what
0: he'll do you give do you, him? A- what do you do with Trey Lance? Because Trey is going to be the starter. So is Jimmy gonna be your backup and you just had your backup get you to an NFC championship game?
2: Or do you or do you do a three way deal? You send Jordan Love. Sorry. Trey what's Lance. his name? Trey Lance, Green Bay. Rogers goes to San Fran and Jimmy G goes to a third party that we're not quite sure about yet. Oh, he can't be. He'll be a free agent though, right?
0: Yeah. They would it would have yeah. to be like a or they sign Jimmy. Jimmy's their quarterback. They send Trey somewhere and then I don't know. But I don't know, it's just a weird situation. I'm excited to see how it plays out because I don't know. I, I like Jimmy. I don't have a problem against him.
2: I think I think you know, whoa, well, timeout. You hate Jimmy.
0: No, I just think he's a fake Italian, but as a football player, I don't hate him.
2: He's an ally, bro.
0: Yeah, but, you know, he's a fake Italian. I'm an ally. You are. But, you know, you don't have a vowel at the end of your last name. No, that's true. But, yeah, I'll, I'm I'm super excited to see how that plays out. Because, like, if if the 49ers play like they did Monday night, and they just fucking The people. <laughs>
2: and they just
0: roll people. Like, you're between a rock and a hard place. Because you spent three first-round picks to go get Trey Lance. And... Now Jimmy takes you to maybe this, his second Super Bowl in, what, three years, four years?
1: hmm
0: So, and and if the Niners don't, somebody will give him a bag.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, yeah,
0: that'll be interesting. Uh, all right, moving on from Week 11. You got anything else before we go to Week 12?
1: Mm-mm.
0: All right, let's jump into it. Ravens traveling down to Jacksonville, playing the Jaguars. Uh, last I checked this afternoon, Ravens were a four-point favorite. Over-under okay. was 43-and-a-half. Uh, Jags are coming off a bye and they're three and seven on the year. And I feel like that record is a little misleading because I feel like they've played better than that.
2: No, they stink, dude. You think? Yeah, they stink. No, no team at three and seven is is like sneaky good. No one. So I'm not saying I still think they're sneaky good earlier in the season I did. I don't know that
0: I'd say that now, but I, I don't know. I feel like they've just played better than three and seven, you know, like Travis Etienne's really good. He's fucking really good. Christian Kirk is having a great year. Uh, who else? The kid that they took number one overall from, uh, from Georgia, Trayvon Walker. He's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have uh, on the other end of the D line, Josh Allen. He's good. I just, I, I don't know, man, three and seven. If off the top of my head, I feel like they've lost a lot of close games, but the only one I can think of is the giants game. Yeah, I don't know who else that they've lost to. I know they beat the shit out of the Chargers earlier in the year, hmm. but I don't know. I just don't feel like they're a three and seventeen.
2: Record tells you what you are, bro.
0: Yeah, you are what your record says you are. Uh,
2: yep. let's take let's I take think a look. That at, was what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. We were on the same page. Uh,
0: let's take a look at the matchups. So, Jags offense. I just met, mentioned Travis Etienne. What they do really well is run the ball. They're fourth in the league in yards per rush, 5.1. They're averaging seventh in the league in rushing yards per game, 139.6. They are 18th in passing yards per game, 222.6. Ravens defense. We know about our defense seventh in the league in yards per rush allowed 4.2 third in the league in rush yards per game, 86.4. So that'll be interesting to see what gives, whether it's our rush defense or their run offense. I, Tell you the truth, and this could be egg on my face later on, but I think we can comfortably contain Travis Etienne in the run game.
2: Oh, that's easy, dude. It's easy peasy, lemons. That's gravy, dude. Thanksgiving gravy. Oh, ah, uh, yeah, and uh, a little foreshadowing into my keys to victory.
0: But I, if if this is a game where, like I said, we can contain Travis Etienne, we can get a good push with our front four, keep him between the tackles and stop the run with with pq and roquan make trevor beat us i think that bodes
2: really really well for us because trevor stinks
0: yeah he i thanks
2: bro I time we feeling, admit it. yeah
0: yeah i have a feeling that i'm gonna have to walk back a lot of uh, a lot of old takes because i was real high on trevor and i just need to i don't think he's
2: really good he stinks
0: and i was really i was really looking forward to him this year getting uh, doug peterson
2: in his yeah. back pocket.
0: But fuck, man. I just. He stinks. I think, unfortunately, he's not very good. He stinks. Watch him light us up for like 350 on Sunday. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh, all right. Ravens defense. So we're seventh in yards per rush, third in rushing yards per game. 26th in passing yards per game. But Damn. it's gotten a little bit better. So, obviously, we started out really poorly. Mm-hmm. But over the last four games, we're averaging 247 and a quarter. So just to put that kind of in reference, we're 26th just for the season, averaging 250 per game. So less barely by, you know, a couple yards under our season average. But that includes the one 325-yard game by Tom Brady, where they threw it, I don't know, 60 times, 50 times on Thursday night. Um, And for the most part against the Saints game, we had them hemmed in pretty well and then Dalton had that, like, 60-yard touchdown at the end of the game that meant nothing. Yeah. So I think that number's a little misleading. Um, and obviously, like, I, Tom Brady's a better fucking quarterback than Trevor Lawrence.
2: Yeah, slightly. <laughs> uh,
0: the Jags' defense, kind of similar to ours. Uh, they're eighth in yards per rush allowed, tenth in rushing yards per game allowed, 24th in passing yards per game. Hmm. So that that's what that I is, mean. Like. That is- Decent run defense.
2: You know what I mean? So now that tells me Greg Roman is going to run the ball 85 times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that would be on par for for what we've come to know from him. Um, Ravens offense. They're tied for first in the league in yards per rush. Second in rushing yards per game. 27th in passing yards per game. We're averaging 187 passing yards per game. That's disgusting.
2: It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that's really bad. Bro, that's really
0: bad. When I saw that number earlier, I looked at it, and I was like, what the fuck am I looking at?
2: That's actually, like, alarming.
0: Yeah. Mm. Especially since, like, our offense doesn't feel as dominant as it has in years past. Yikes. Yeah. So, last thing before I jump into keys of victory, the turnover differential. We mentioned it earlier. Ravens are second in the league, plus nine turnover differential. Eight picks. Excuse me. Eight fumbles, 11 picks on the year.
2: Eight Jags, fumbles?
0: Yeah, right? It doesn't feel like that many. Mm-mm. Jags are tied for eighth at plus one, nine interceptions, and five fumbles recovered.
2: Hmm. I can only think of, like, three fumbles, dude.
0: Yeah, I, off the top of my head, I can't. I couldn't even name one other than this past week.
2: One that should have been a tutter. Right, Exactly. Which that was bullshit, by the way. That was complete and utter bullshit. So I'm Boger, dude. At it again. Boger. I'm
0: glad you brought it up. I'm going to go off for a second. How has the NFL not gotten to the point where they just have somebody up in the booth who is constantly looking at a replay kind of loop on like a little TV, kind of like what the XFL was doing. They had the guy with the Xbox controller watching that little TV
1: Mm -hmm. and he
0: would just radio down. It would take, I don't know, five seconds where he would say, "Hey guys, let's take another look at this" or "Hey guys, we got this one wrong. Put it here, spotted it here. It was a fumble, it wasn't a fumble, it was a catch, whatever." How have we not gotten to that point
2: yet? No idea, but I have a feeling once the XFL comes back this spring, we'll get it. Yeah, I, I agree. But the can't wait that, for the XFL. I'm
0: pumped for the XFL. It's going to be fun. Fucking the the rock cutting promos before every game.
1: Yeah, Sign me dude, up,
0: dude. I love it. Sign me up just like he was uh, he was uh, on the on the field at the Super Bowl before fucking buddy was getting ready to kick off talking about can you smell what I'm cooking. That was hilarious by the way. How did we not make fun of him more for that? <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> he is if he is if Russ was slightly cooler. Like a like just a little bit more likable. Mhm. No 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 a lot bit more likable cuz the rocks likable. Russ is nothing yeah. likable.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Also this is gonna sound mean, but The Rock has a great physique, obviously. Russ, especially like in pads and a tight jersey, wow. Wow. Russ just looks like a sack of potatoes. Wow, <laughs> Come on,
2: dude! Come on, that's body shaming.
0: I mean, it, it as respectful as pop. No, I mean he's obviously in great shape. Like you see him in his like training videos, and when he's doing the the Peloton with the Bane mask on in the off season. <clears throat> so I'm going to jump into my keys of victory before I go. Do you have anything you want to add about the matchup
2: here? I'm just, ho- dude, I want to see, a, I, I, I want to see something that makes me, makes my nipples hard, feel up my plums. Like yeah, I, just I get want your plums, all plums all swelled up spe- and the weekend. Nice. Like I don't want to be going into the work week again, like mad after yeah, feel- a win feeling just like, I'm tired shitty. of this notion of like, Oh, win to win now, nah, like, come on, let's start, let's start getting some nice wins here. Yeah. Let's beat the piss out of somebody. Yeah.
0: So I agree. I agree. And I definitely think that like, you know, like we mentioned, they are particularly good at running the ball and stopping the run. Something that we do well on both sides as well. Mm -hmm. I think this is an opportunity for us to get right with the passing game. You know, we we've, we've talked at length about our passing issues, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I think this is an opportunity to where we can kind of spread the ball around, get some different guys involved and see if we have something. And if not, then just fucking play bully ball and slam it down their throats. Oh. So my first key to victory, we talked about it a little bit just now, stop the run and make them throw the ball. Bottom mm-hmm. line is, ETN's a weapon, but if you hem him in, especially early on, and make them feel like they have to throw the ball to move the ball, put the ball in Trevor's hands. And that's a gamble that I'm taking 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, I, m- I mentioned Christian Kirk is having a really good year. They have Marvin Jones or uh, yeah, Marvin Jones. They have uh, Zay Jones. Their receivers are not horrible. But when you look at the guys that we have on the other side of them, the Marcus Peters, the Marlon Humphrey, who's playing awesome, by the way.
2: Oh, my goodness. He's playing so good.
0: Uh, All right. Stop the run. Make them throw the ball. Put the ball in Trevor's hands. I'm taking that gamble 10 times out of 10. Second key to victory: create turnovers. If you win the turnover battle, which we know Trevor mm-hmm. is prone to throwing interceptions keen, from time keen to time, keen to doing. Yep. Trevor's thrown six interceptions on the year. Jags' offense has lost seven fumbles on the year. Get to Trevor, put pressure in I his like face, it. make make him feel uncomfortable. Create some turnovers. Gonna win the. Gonna have a good goddamn shot at winning the football game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Third key to victory, like I just said, get to Trevor put pressure in his face, make him feel uncomfortable. Jags mm-hmm. offense is only allowing 1.7 sacks per game. That's tied fourth for the best in the league, which is pretty goddamn impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But the Ravens defense is eighth in sacks per game. We're averaging 3.1 sacks per game. So I'm confident in, and especially if, if Ojabo plays, mm-hmm. I was mentioning it earlier and I forgot to you know get on with my point, but if either Stanley or Hamilton, for whatever reason, for injury wise, Is inactive. I have a I have a pretty good feeling that we're going to see Ojabo, which just adds to that depth on the D line. Mm -hmm. Keep guys fresh, cycle them out. I I think we could have a a potential feast day in terms of the amount of guys that Mm. we we could be seeing getting after Trevor.
2: Little late Thanksgiving brunch. Well well said. Yeah. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Fourth key to victory: put fucking points on the board, man. Please score more than thirteen fucking points. Score more than twenty-five. Yeah, oh, obviously, yeah. Getting, getting, getting the get thirties for me. If if we hang a thirty piece on them, I'm gonna be fucking doing cartwheels. Last key remember to victory that used that, to just be easy. What? Remember that used to just be easy though. Yeah, you remember that Rams game where we put like it felt like we put fifty on them in like ten minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: mm-hmm. good days. Yeah. Last key to victory that I have: play clean. There were there were. 10 penalties bro a lot of pen and and they were crucial penalties too like james mm-hmm. proche's penalty essentially took a touchdown off the board yep. like just felt like we were very sloppy which out of a buy i wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. um but nevertheless gotta play clean man no no penalties can't can't have them bite them in the ass like they did last week
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right that's about all i got on this game for the
2: preview do you have anything you want to add No, I, I, my one thing I wanted this. they got to get rolling on the offense, dude. They got to, whether that's, they run for a hundred, 250 yards, like something's got to look like we can hang our hat on and say, okay, we got that. Like that week, last week, there was nothing they did offensively that I was like, all right, well, at least that's going. Nothing was working. No,
0: I agree. Like, I just, I want to see them flow. Like, I feel like we haven't really seen them getting a consistent groove on the offense. And I just, I want to see that. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to pivot a little bit from away from football to football. See what I did there. little mm-hmm. footy talk coming up with our official soccer correspondent, Lorenzo Leonarducci. My-
2: is Lorenzo in Qatar?
0: No, Lorenzo is not boots on the ground in Qatar. Um, but never, no, really great conversation. Um, he's, he follows soccer closer than anyone that I know. And I know him pretty goddamn well. Um, He's a massive MLS fan, big New York Red Bulls guy. Uh, breaks down the game super like digestibly uh, in our conversation. So, uh, also gives also gives out some uh, some gambling picks to to maybe take a look at. He's got a dark horse. Uh, he said he found a prop that he really likes. Uh, uh, any South American team to hoist the cup? I think he said it was like plus five hundred. Um, hmm. yeah. So here we go. Official soccer correspondent of the Wave Podcast, Lorenzo Leonarducci, for a World Cup preview. All right. We now welcome on to the program. Very special guest, uh, official soccer correspondent for the Wave podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, my uncle, Lorenzo Leonarducci. Uncle Lorenzo, what's up?
3: Hey, Dante. How are you today?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Just got a just got a workout in. Um, watched a little a uh, little footy today, as they say in the industry. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm excited to, to to talk football or excuse me. Soccer, Soccer, as we as as we
3: say in the United States, that's true. There's a big controversy on that topic for sure. But uh, yes. Yeah, we obviously were uh, primarily a football show,
0: American football.
1: No doubt. Um,
0: But I mean, now with uh, with the World Cup going on, have to talk about it. One, because it's the World Cup and we only get it every four years. Uh, And two, because U.S. actually has a fucking team.
3: We have we're fielding the youngest team in this World Cup. Not sure if you heard that, but we are uh, average age, I think, twenty three years old. So we are we are fielding a very 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 young team.
0: I have I have yeah that was uh, that was the talk of the town leading up to the to the tournament. Um, and honestly, like I, we've had good teams in the past, obviously with Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, guys like that over the past few years, but. Uh, now with with this kind of new wave of the core Pulisic, uh, Serginio Dest, uh, who else? Tyler Adams. Uh, I heard on the broadcast today during the USA game uh, they they said D- uh, Yedlin was like the vet of the group, which I thought was funny because I remember when he
3: was like the new guy. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. He's the old guy right now, but yeah, yeah he's the uh, uh, he came in as a sub uh, as a substitute this uh, this game.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I. I loved what I saw out of the U S today. I thought it was a really well-played game from start to finish with the exception of the penalty that led up the, the tying goal. But, uh, no, I think, I think as a, as a just a soccer fan and being able to watch whether you're like a casual like me or somebody who's much more invested like you, there's a lot of great stuff going on with United States soccer. And, and I think they have a, a legit run of, or a legit chance of being able to, to make a, a little run here in this
3: tournament. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the depth in the roster, if you look at where everyone's playing, there's a lot of talent that's playing at the top levels in Europe. Um, But also, there's a lot of guys that are coming out of the MLS. And, you know, that was a a point uh, Greg Berhalter, the coach, wanted to make uh, when he assembled this team. Um, because you know what, it doesn't matter if you're Argentina, if you're Brazil, if you're Germany, if you're Italy, if you're United States. It comes down to eleven guys getting selected, and you might For hear sure. it called La Selección. You know, it's mm-hmm. it down to eleven guys, and you could have the best players in the world, but if you don't, if they don't gel and they don't uh, come together as eleven on a field, it's really hard to win games. And and you know what? At this point, uh, in 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 this in this game, and in, in, in soccer, all right, uh, England kind of put a put a beat down on 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 Iran today. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to gotta give credit to a lot of to all the thirty two teams that are in this tournament. You know, they're no they're doubt. there for a reason. These guys that you know, there's there's eleven guys on the field, and 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 it's gonna come down to will. It'll come down to skill. It'll come down to uh, endurance, stamina, training, fitness. It'll come down to all these things. Uh, when you talk about the United States, we have a young team, but I do like our chances. I think it's going to come down. I actually, it's, I think it's going to come down to tactical, uh, you know, the tactical nature of, do we have the right 11 on the field at the time we need them? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: that was actually one of the things that I wanted to, to bring up with you, because obviously, I mean, you you follow the just soccer in general much more than than myself or a lot of people that I know. And I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of our our listeners are primarily football fans. And, you know, just being that the the sport of soccer doesn't really have the same grandeur that some of the other professional sports leagues have in the United States. Uh, do you think like you just said, do you think the U.S. is capable of, you know, putting that group of 11 that can go pound for pound toe to toe with anybody. And uh, you know, the, this new, this new head coach, can he, is he capable of, you know, kind of devising a strategy against some of these teams that we might run into, especially if we make it to the knockout stage, like, you know, the Argentinas,
3: the the Brazils, Spain, Germany. (laughs) Those are some giants that you're mentioning right there. Right. Yeah. Let's just not forget that this is uh, after eight years, long eight Mm -hmm. years, United States finally made it back to the World Cup. It's not an easy task just to get there. so so teams that get their year uh, every four years uh, testament hats off to them. Uh, it, you know you'd have to say that they have a great talent pool but you know if the if the United States wants to go far, uh, a the first thing they have to do is get out of the group and then it's anyone's game. Right. You know, after if you can get out of the group, it's a knockout, right? It's a knockout phase. And if you show up that particular day on uh, on uh, against your opponent, you can you can do some crazy things. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not forget that. I believe it was. ooh 2002, maybe or 2004, I'm not I, I can't remember the last time the United States made it to the quarterfinal with that Landon Donovan team. Um, That was their furthest that I've seen them go. But I think it was in the thirties that they might've got to the third place uh, uh, match. Mm -hmm. But, but then there might've not been 32 teams in the tournament. Right. Right. So, um, you know, Dante, it it really is going to come down to the, to the players, their will, their experience. And uh, even if they don't get as far as we'd like them to, you know, to, to, to hoist that trophy up over their, over their heads, Uh, Let's not forget that they're going to be here in 2026. You'll have a lot more veterans at the time in 2026, but you know what? I'm not thinking that far out at this point. It's going to be, you know, 20, uh, 2022. It's here right now. We started off. We've got the one point in the, in the group. The next game is going to be huge against the very, very potent England team. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we finish with the, uh, you know, who who arguably is the weakest in the group against Iran. But uh, the the next uh, the the next the next game is going to be pretty critical for us. Uh, should we lose against England, uh, I think our backs would be up against the wall.
0: No doubt. And once you get to that point, you know, worst case scenario, you do drop one to England, then you're in a spot where a you have to beat Iran and b you need some help you need i i guess you would need wales and england to maybe draw or you would need england to lose i don't know how the points would work out but yeah you're you're in a position where you know your your destiny's not in your own hands and that's why you know we're we're recording this today on uh, on monday after the usa game today Dr- not getting three points out of that game was so huge because you you get three points you're already a leg up on wales right. then maybe you can afford to to draw against england Assuming you can beat Iran at the end of the group
3: stage, I mean, if you win and draw two, your chances are you're in. Right. You can win, draw two. Chances are, with five points, you're going to be in. Um, I I do see though uh, Wales, United States being somewhat kind of equal. Uh, Obviously, I think English England made a, a pretty big statement in today's game. They. Uh, one one thing that impressed me with them, and I didn't realize this until I was watching the game, they have tremendous depth on the bench. Uh, this year, the World Cup is the um, first time, you know, if you follow the MLS, we've been using three substitution peri- uh, times, but you're allowed five substitutes in total, as okay. opposed to where it was normally three Ah, uh, for years and years. This is the first time the the FIFA World Cup is allowing five subs, but only, you know, in three uh, in three opportunities like to ch- designated periods. Correct. In which you can, gotcha. Correct. You only have three chances to 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 make substitutes, but you have uh, the opportunity to make five. Also, in this World Cup, they're they're fielding 26 players where they normally were fielding 22 players. Um, but it, 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 the point being, when you when you saw who England substituted in those guys arguably are world class first team players absolutely you know marcus rashford uh, grellish um potter these these guys are, uh, are 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 top in their uh, in 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 their on their club teams and and these guys are coming off the bench so i would really you know look at look at england to be a, a pretty Tough, uh, a tough opponent in the next match, but you know what? The uh, the, the United States, we're not going to back down from any anybody. I think we have a young team. We we we've showed uh, resilience that we can play with the with, with this group of people, and it'll come down to to errors. You know, little little mistakes. Uh, it, it, no matter what the sport, it could be baseball, it could be hockey, it could be basketball, it could be football. Little mistakes throughout the game start to add up. And, Mm -hmm. uh, is no different. And this is, yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, that's that, I feel like can just, that can be diluted with any sport. You know, you talk about football, unforced errors, you know, dumb penalties that you make on, on drives and stupid mental mistakes. They all add up. Yeah. But you know, going, going back to what you mentioned about England and their depth, like that, that brings me back to, uh, I guess that would have been either two or three years ago, the euros when Italy saw England in the final, and uh, I was tapped into that tournament because, I, you know, I like to I like to talk my uh, my Italian heritage around every sure. time I can. So that was a, that effort,
3: was a big yeah. when uh, England lost to, United, to the uh, to the Italians in that. Uh, Euro and, final, yeah. Right.
0: And I, I remember if I remember correctly, I think Italy was not heavily favored, but Italy was was uh, a fair clear and away favorite in that matchup. And I remember England hanging around pretty well. And And one thing was their depth and how many just studs they had all over the field guys that could run guys that could hang with, you know, some of the Italian players. And, you know, it's like I mentioned, you know, a lot of us are just soccer casuals. So that, that kind of stuff gets forgotten on us. But yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of exciting stuff that could potentially happen with this matchup in England and, or with England. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really excited because uh, for one of the last things that you mentioned, the United States team, like you mentioned, they're young, youngest team in the field it feels like they kind of have that attitude of, okay, we know nobody really respects the United States when it comes to soccer. And, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's talking about, we have a young team, but, you know, guys like Pulisic who not only has been playing in England in the premier league for a a good amount of time, he's, he's been doing very well. Uh, Guys like Tyler Adams who got his start with the Red Bulls, I believe in the MLS,
3: New York Red Bulls went to the uh, uh, Red Bull uh, Leipzig team now he's with Leeds yeah i mean so it kind of feels like a lot of these guys on the
0: united states team they kind of have that that grittiness, that 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 fuck you in them where they're not afraid to go up against some of these titans like england or argentina or portugal whatever it may no, be
3: oh these guys are are used to it weston mckinney plays for uh, an italian giant juventus yep. so best plays in the world's arguably the world's best team barcelona mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, Eunice Musa plays for via, uh, uh, Valencia in Spain. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. They know how to play the game and, and, and Dante, it comes down to, uh, 45 minutes per half and 11 guys and, and who wants it most. Let's just not discount the other teams that we haven't seen yet in this tournament. Um, Brazil, I mm-hmm. <laughs> want to talk about depth, Argentina. You want to talk about depth. France you want to talk about depth people aren't counting uh you know they're not talking about Denmark they're not yeah, talking yeah. about uh Belgium but you know who my dark horse is in this tournament gave it to me Uruguay yep small little country four million people you know they have a the, the, the I think they have the right mixture of senior veterans that are coming in in their you know late 30s. And a lot of youth, a lot of youth with a new coach. And I believe that the older vets are, are are kind of coaching and guiding these younger players uh in this game. And if you look at their if you look at their roster, if you look at their their squads, each and every player plays at top leagues in Europe. Mm-hmm. Ventur, Valverde, these guys—they know how to play the game. But again, Dante, I think it's going to come down to the best eleven that come on the field. It Absolutely, always will come down any given Sunday. Remember that movie? Yeah, of course, Al Pacino. It doesn't matter who is playing when it's any given Sunday. You just have to want it, want it more than the other, the other eleven that are on the field.
0: Yeah, but I, dark, I love. All
3: in uh, Uruguay is my dark horse.
0: I love that. I love that. And I actually, I mentioned it, uh, with scoot at the end of our last, uh, episode when we were kind of briefly bringing up the world cup. So obviously, you know, a lot of people don't know this until I mentioned it, but you and I share some Uruguayan heritage.
3: Yes, we do. So,
0: you know, we have a little (laughs) bit of, uh, of of an added interest. Shout out. WoWO. We have a little bit of an added interest in the, in the Uruguayan team. And, uh, yeah, no, you, you bring up a great point and, a lot of people forget about Uruguay just because of you know geographically it's such a small country and you know nobody really thinks about it especially when their neighbors are Argentina and Brazil and countries in <laughs> South America but you know led by Cavani, Luis Suarez, you know they they have those those vets who have played in multiple world cups and you know been there done that seen how success in the world cup is is originated so yeah i i've heard quite a few people who who are Mainly gamblers when it comes to soccer, but people who follow who follows international soccer and 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 you know are have their finger on the pulse. And a couple of them have said that, you know, don't sleep on Uruguay. Don't don't let these boys down there get hot. Don't sleep
3: on Uruguay. Yes.
0: Yeah. And and especially I was filling out my bracket the other day, and uh, if they find a way to you know fuck around and win that group they could potentially fall into a couple
3: favorable matchups and, and, and find themselves in the, in the quarterfinal. You never know who's going to finish the group in first and second. And that really kind of alters the, the, the brackets for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, but something Dante let's, let's uh, let's, let's pause a second, but you know, <laughs> you know, something funny that I heard or yeah. I read yesterday, the Argentine, and the Uruguayan national teams brought 4,000 pounds of meat. Holy shit. To Qatar. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. Asado and morsesha and all the different types of meats because they wanted them to have. Uh, during you know in between games they wanted to have them grill and eat the foods that they're accustomed to yeah. in their in their native land i just found it to be extremely comical when i saw the headlines oh that's hilarious argentina and uruguay brings 4000 pounds of meat to qatar that's that's so which funny. is primarily a a very, you know if you, if you think of the muslim culture if you think of the middle sure, east sure. Uh, very very vegetarian uh yeah, culture yeah yeah uh, I just found it extremely comical. That oh man, that's these, uh, that's awesome! Or just you know, I could see them in this <laughs> in suitcases bringing over <laughs> sides of Deep, uh, just the kind of grill in there. Uh,
0: that that reminds me of uh, of Sebastian Maniscalco's stand up bit. You know, checking into Vegas with the chicken thighs on the cooler. <laughs> Yeah. That's hilarious. No, I didn't know that, but no, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, outside of, of the comical aspect to it, you think like, I'm sure there's gotta be some sort of thought process, whether it's the coach or I don't know how international soccer clubs work. If there's like a GM or something above the head Mm -hmm. coach, but they're probably thinking like, we want our boys to be fed. Like you mentioned, it's not easy to get that kind of food in that area of the world, but also like it's camaraderie thing, right? You, You build the vibes up within the locker room, get the guys to, you know, grilling some some carne asada little yeah, Chimichurri a, on there and they're just shooting the shit.
3: Shit yeah. Shit yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if you ever noticed um uh if if you talk to WaWo, you know she will tell you she drinks mate. Mm-hmm. Right? Herba uh, uh, yerba mate mm-hmm. and if you ever kind of noticed uh Luis Suarez and 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 Leo Messi when they played together on Barcelona they would share this thermos and they would share this mate with each other and it's you know call it what you will but it's a very cultural but it's also a very uh, uh I, I don't know it's a uh, you know kind of a connection that 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 players might have and, sure sure and, and being from south america they uh, th- you know they, they they both enjoy that so like we were saying don't sleep on uruguay i think they have a good a good squad they're playing i believe their first game against korea uh, eight o'clock AM Eastern on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and that should be a good one. I'm not sure who the matchups are tomorrow.
0: Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know who plays Tuesday or even Wednesday for that matter. I looked at it and I know we have a couple good ones. I think Argentina has their first matchup within the next two days. Yep. Um, yep. sounds good. I, I I would imagine Brazil is coming up soon. They're gonna play their first game. France, I would, I would assume, is either Thursday or Friday. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we got four games a day. Does that sound right over the next couple of days? We had
3: three today. I think there's going to be four tomorrow with the okay. first one starting at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It starts yeah. to get a little tricky because of the time difference. Right. 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 But you know, Dante, one thing I, I would all, I would always say about a tournament like this, uh, in, 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 in tournaments past, I've seen teams play not to win. Uh, sorry. Teams play not, not to lose. And that, as a fan, you want to see high octane. You want to yeah, see go after it. You correct, go after it. What did, what else you got to lose? Um, I, I'm starting to see in, the, in 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 all of the all of the games that I've watched so far this 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 tournament. I think all the teams are actually going after this, and uh, and, and that's what I like to see because, uh, like I was saying, in the in historically, you would see teams just playing not to lose cuz mm-hmm. don't want to make critical mistakes and and that still might happen when you get to some of these big giants like Argentina like Germany like uh Brazil uh let's see how they come out in their first uh in their first game sure sure
0: yeah and that's actually uh, that's a really good point you bring up that's actually something that I noticed a little bit today especially early on in the first half the US was trying to make like big advances with the ball, trying to, you know, take long Mm -hmm. shots. And that's one thing that, that stood out to me right away. I was like, Oh, these boys are, you know, they're coming out of the gates, hot, trying to get after it early. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but just kind of like from a, a casual sort of, I was watching it while I was working from home and it felt a lot like the United States, other than that, that, that penalty that they made in the box that led to the goal, other than that, it felt like they played just about as well as they could have. And they had a ton of chances, especially early on probably should have netted at least one or two more. Uh, but I, I really, I, I liked a lot what I saw from the U S
3: yeah. Agreed. I mean, I think tactically they were sound um, th- their defense kind of shut them down. You know, they didn't really give up too many chances. They didn't let them play through the middle. You know, you guys, you got guys like Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams. Uh, very hard yeah, hard to get through the, those guys. The, I mean, I you know, I I have a bias to Tyler Adams. He's my sure. uh, my favorite, right? Uh, Ex Red Bull, but I just you know, he's just solid. And you have such a sense of security when mm-hmm. he's and when he's on the pitch that you know what, even if there was an error maybe up top or if there was an error coming back, you almost can rely on him to get back. Uh, and kind of clean up some of the mess that's out there, um, and then and then also uh, let, let's let's just kind of talk a little bit about our wingbacks. You know, Sergio Dest he he covers a lot of ground, and yeah, and he's sure. a, he's actually a, a, an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. And then look on the other side, um, Robinson, this dude's a beast. Mm-hmm. Just look at him just look at his athleticism.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
3: How are you going to beat this guy or get around this guy? He covers a ton of ground. He's strong as hell. He's uh, he you know he's good on the ball. I wouldn't say he's the skill the most skillful player. Sure, but I don't see you getting around them. I really don't see you getting around them. And then Walker Zimmerman and and we have a you know big time uh, veteran uh, uh, Tim Ream, uh, mm-hmm. also, also a, a longtime ex Red Bull. Uh, kind of anchoring the defense, but uh, I'd like to see Aaron Long in that center back position. Another Red Bull, uh, uh, you know, getting some time. Uh, he is on the roster, but um, you know, we'll see if we need depth, we'll uh, we can bring him in. Absolutely,
0: yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to watch these next couple games that the U.S. has, and and I would love to see the chips kind of fall our way. I'd love to see us, you know, come out smack England in the mouth like it was 1776 again. But uh, I just I. I just want to be competitive in that game. That's really all I want as a US fan and and just kind of hope the chips fall our way.
3: Um, if we can pull out a win or a draw, I'd be happy with that result. Yep. Um, you know, if if England comes out firing and they kind of can take the 3 points, don't expect them to do much against Wales, right? With 6 mm-hmm. points you're kind of guaranteed into the next round. Sure. Uh, but but depending on what another team does in the second in the second game, you know these these teams might need that nine points to guarantee their th- themselves that 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 first seed spot uh, going into the next round, uh, but the next game is going to be huge. Uh, mm-hmm. United States is going to be tested. Uh, England's a very very tough opponent. I think we uh, a lot of these guys know each other, uh, but but Dante, I said it before. I'll say it again. It comes down to these eleven guys at that particular day and how they're going to gel, how they're going to come out you know you've played sports uh high school and college and just some days man you are you, you're, you're better than others you know yeah. you just don't know why or what have just just something seems flat one day when you come out and and I've seen that all way too much in this US team but I've also uh, yeah. if you remember leading up to this world cup England wasn't really too um, too impressive leading yeah. up to Yes yeah. world cup you know they, they they played a great game they put up six goals against the but uh, if you want to win this tournament, you got to be on point, uh, every game. No every question. Game. No question. Yeah. You know, you keep saying it comes
0: down to the 11. It reminds me of, uh, Captain Pete Mitchell, AKA Maverick telling me it's not, not the plane. It comes down to the pilot in the box. So I'll, you know, I'll, <laughs> the I'll be, the, at I'll, the end of the day. It really does for sure. I'll be really excited to see how the next couple of days play out, but, uh, real quick, you know, we've talked about the U.S. a lot, uh, there are 31 other teams in this uh, in this tournament. A couple of them are just unbelievably loaded, top to bottom. So obviously, Scott and I like to talk uh, gambling odds from time to time on this program. Uh, odds on favor right now, three to one is Brazil. Yes. I, I, I don't think their talent just flat out on their roster can be understated. I mean, led by Neymar, those guys are they're unbelievable. They're, Too much they're, depth. Yeah, they're a great team. Uh, The team that you and I both have winning in our brackets, Argentina, are the second favorite, 5-1. to So what do you see out of Argentina, aside from the fact that they're being led by arguably the greatest soccer player of all time, in what is more than likely his last World Cup ever, that could allow them to, to propel
3: themselves to win in the World Cup? Dante, every World Cup, there's a player that you never heard of. That rises to the top, and from Argentina, you're going to see Paulo Dybala, mm-hmm. who isn't my personal favorite. It, it, he's great, and you know he kind of was uh, uh, kind of overshadowed while his uh, during his time in uh, in Juventus. But guys, somehow step up, and I, for me, it's going to be him. And for me, there's just too much youth and depth in Argentina that you'll see somebody start to step up. But it could be Brazil, Richarlson, Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony, uh, who's the other guy, Uh, um, Vinny Jr., Mm -hmm. that plays on Real Madrid. These are young, young players. And and watch, somebody's going to step up and somebody's going to be recognized. If you remember the last World Cup, James Rodriguez from from Colombia. Or Colombia, yes. Yeah. Nobody heard of this guy before that before that tournament. This guy had mm-hmm. a breakout tournament, and then next thing you know, he's playing for Real Madrid, right? I mean, <laughs> right. This is what happens during this 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 time, mm-hmm. no doubt. A couple no doubt. of uh, a couple of uh, um, you know, kind of sadder moments for me are, are players who you know because this World Cup is going to be in the in the in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. It's now in, in November. It's disrupting. Uh, the Italian league, the Spanish league, right? A lot of the league, domestic leagues. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the English league, it's disrupting all of Europe's league guys like Sadio Mane from Senegal, arguably, I mean, this guy is just electric and, and, and such a pleasure to watch. He's got hurt. And now he's not playing in this world cup. And I mean, we, we just talked
0: about it the other day, uh,
3: Kareem Benzema for France. He was, I mean, playing in top training, class in training, right? He, thigh muscle or something. Yeah. I think it was, uh, you know, he, uh, he just won the balloon d'Or. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, or he, he was just, uh, awarded the best player in the world. And, and this guy just gets hurt. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, um, let's not think let's not put past that these guys are workhorses, you know, yeah, think no of question. the training that they go through the games mm-hmm. that they have to play. And then they just say, all right, I thought they would all the leagues would have given two weeks, excuse me, two weeks before the World Cup. But they only gave one. Yeah. They only gave one week off before you, you know, hey, you're playing uh, uh, for your club team. And then next thing you know, you're all right. It's a Thursday and you're flying off here to Qatar. And Mm -hmm. Sunday you've got a match to play in uh, in the World Cup. It's 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 kind of crazy what we're asking these guys to do.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's there's been a lot of discourse over, you know, a lot of the decision making by FIFA and certain things about, you know, surrounding just being in Qatar and some of the, you know, Qatari government getting involved. And, you know, that is what it is. But I agree. I think I think it's just it's a tough situation for a lot of these guys. Like you mentioned, Sergio Mani, that's a huge blow for Senegal, just because, like you said, he is so fun to watch.
3: Yes. Um, Yeah dante you bring up something uh, that that i I definitely want to mention on the program and and if we can talk a a little bit about it yeah please um this this world cup is met with a lot of uh controversy simply because of what it cost yeah qatar to put this on 280 billion dollars Uh, It took 10 years to put this thing on because of the stadiums and the hotels and Mm -hmm. everything that they had to build really for the infrastructure that FIFA said, look, if you want to if you want to host this thing, uh, you know, you've got to have this type of infrastructure in place. And then and then and then if you if you've seen any of the documentaries that are out right now on Netflix or Mm -hmm. ESPN. 4000 people lost their lives build, building this uh this you know just kind of building this uh the 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 venues sure yeah and and when you start to peel the onion back you see how a the work environments weren't like we see here um I didn't realize this either, but the Qatari government would seize passports to immigrant Mm -hmm. workers that were coming in and the companies that they were working for, right, the construction companies would take their passports. And if you didn't like the the arrangements or whatever, they were sending you home. Mm hmm. They weren't paying guys. They put them in, you know, kind of project buildings 20 miles away from where the where the stadiums were being built. And if you look at the conditions that these guys were living in, it, it's pretty sad. I mean, it was close yeah, no to, po- you know, poverty type of um, of uh, of conditions and, 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 and people lost their lives simply because of the unsanitary environment that they were living in uh, safety issues. And you know what? They were just another number. And, and that's why I think you know a lot of people have have put some controversy on this World Cup, and at the end of the day, it came down to some FIFA officials right being bribed because of the you know to get the bid, mm-hmm. uh, and you know because every every FIFA official from all the different countries have a vote, and you just that you know you tally up the votes of where it's going to be, and uh, and the Qatari government got got it got a, a handle on enough of the, uh, of, of the FIFA officials to, 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 make this, this, this world cup happen. Yeah. So I love the game. I think it, you know, it, it it's, it's something I have a big passion about, but you know what, when it comes, uh, when it comes down to it, this world cup is a little asterisk for me because of all the people who lost their lives uh, putting this thing on. No doubt.
0: No doubt. I hate to I, get a little
3: sentimental on you, man. No, no,
0: that's, that's, it, I feel it, like a lot of people really aren't talking about that enough just because, you know, it, it almost feels like that whole thing happened so long ago that we've kind of just brushed it aside and now we just want to focus on the game, but no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's, you know, it is sort of a a blemish on the greater sort of grandeur that the world cup holds. Um, But, you know, I, I think that the the only thing that we, we can really do now is just not forget about that and hold them accountable, but also just try to enjoy the soccer that's being put on the pitch as much as we can.
3: Oh no doubt. I mean, let's let's enjoy it for for what it's worth. And 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 hey, look, I'm not going to take anything away from the uh, the architecture. Did you see some of those stadiums? I mean, mm-hmm. they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the beautiful. They, they look really, it's really absolutely great. Absolutely gorgeous. You know, uh, you know, put some of these architects on the on the map. Uh, put 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 some of the uh, you know the designers. Uh, you Give a lot of credit to those guys. Uh, because it is a, a pretty remarkable venue that they're putting on. I just like to think that they could host something else uh, and 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 not let the weeds grow right uh, right by the stadium when this thing is all over because uh, chances are that's what's gonna happen. No question. No question.
0: All right. Uh, real quick before we wrap up. So I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Both you and I, we talked a couple days ago regarding our brackets and whatnot for the tournament. We both have Argentina winning the tournament, yep. I think outside of the depth, like you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big personal uh, Paulo Dybala fan. I loved him when he was in Juventus. Yep. I think he's so fun to watch. He's so skilled, and he doesn't really get enough credit for how good he is. Um, I, I think outside of just how good Argentina is as a, as a whole, I think the fact that this is probably going to be Leo Messi's last World Cup is going to be that extra push that they need to get them at least to the final game. Um, I also, in, on the other side, I have them beating Portugal in the final, mainly like, because that's the same, the same two I have going into. The okay. That, that's what I was going to ask you. So on the other side, I have Portugal for the same reasons, but you know, just put Cristiano Ronaldo instead of Leo Messi. I love, I love Ronaldo. I think he is just as good as Messi, if not better. And I think he possesses a skill set that Messi doesn't given he's an athletic freak. Uh, and you know, he's six, one, six, two, he, he's got a 50
3: inch vertical. Athletic freak is a good way to put it, and 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 you know if I could sum it up, just these two players, one is a raw natural talent, the other one it works hard mm-hmm. at what he's and he's arguably the best worker uh, to, to you know at his craft. You're mm-hmm. not gonna find anybody that works harder than than uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. You mm-hmm. won't. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I have I have eight, uh, Argentina over
3: Portugal in the final. You do too, sounds like. Uh. Yeah, you know, part of me is that I'm, I'm part of that conspiracy uh, theorist in that, you know. Oh, the, that, that FIFA I, wants those two? Well, just the world <laughs> wants to see these two guys uh, in the matchup. And, you know, as I did my brackets, I saw it. Don't count Portugal out. Mm-hmm. It, like Uruguay, look at their squad, look mm-hmm. at their depth. They have players everywhere covering this entire continent that are world class players. It, it will come down to the 11 that are on the field at that particular moment. Portugal has just, a, just enough uh, or, 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 or just as, uh, just as much a, a chance to win this as any other team that's out there. Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
0: And you know, just to kind of circle back, Portugal currently 15 to one outright, if you like them, Riding on the back of Cristiano Ronaldo
3: Dante if you want to, if you want my Betting kind of you know Yeah please looking, yeah li- listen to this I was looking I don't know if you have it up Now I'm not sure where the numbers are at the Moment but there was I Thought it was like a five to one Any commable team To win oh okay So now you're talking about All right you've got Ecuador Uruguay Brazil Argentina Yeah those four win.
0: Yeah, i i can't i can't find it on Fanduel right now, but I actually like that a lot. Cause and and what I love about Fanduel is like they've got, you know, they've got which group, which continent, you know, team total goal. There's so much on there. I'm sure I could find it if I looked look into it. Yeah, yeah that's really
3: at, interesting. I saw that. Look at that as a as a bet because yeah. of the fact that you can put some uh, you can put a bet on. Uh, I think, you know, Argentina and Brazil, who are arguably top, top favorites, but then you get some dark horses. I don't think Ecuador is going to go very, very far, uh, <coughs> despite their first win against the Qatar, uh, uh, the, the Qatar team. Mm-hmm. But but the dark horse is going to be Uruguay. So if you, yeah, if, I'm if, with to, you there. Hey, look, I give, I give you odds, and, and, and the three teams that I'm going to give you is Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay. I kind of like that bet. I kinda, yeah, sure that any uh any south american team right yeah and that's the that's the way it's going to work but then if you look at you know there's there's different odds if if you ever play roulette you know how you can play the first <laughs> yeah the first third the second <laughs> third, the third. <laughs> yeah right uh i feel like playing outside game. the board outside the board right yeah correct so uh uh that's 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 one bet that i that i do like and, and if you think about it common ball only gets five uh five teams to represent they only had four because of the playoff that the that that peru lost but they only have four team or four horses in the race but you know europe has 13 Mm -hmm. right you're 13 so odds uh odds odds would go down but brazil is a favorite brazil is a favorite to win and i like argentina as a second favorite as well no doubt so if i was a betting man which i am I, i i put some uh i put some on the uh uh, any South American team to win?
0: Yeah, now that uh, now that mobile sports books are live in Maryland as of today, I'm going to go find that bet right now. And, and see no if way, I can... really? I did not. know. Yeah <laughs> there there was a there. So was you don't like have a... to drive over the border. Anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. No, there was a trial period that started today from two to I think it lasts until 10 p.m. tonight, and then on Wednesday permanently goes live. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can find that any of the uh, the South American teams to hoist the cup.
3: Yeah, no, that's I think that's a decent bet. Dante, I'm going to switch gears on you, man. I'm watching the uh, second period of the Devils Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Devils hottest team in NHL. Devils Uh, are unbelievable. They're all sun win streak and they're winning right now. So let's 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 make this 13. It's funny you say that as I was coming down
0: here to jump on with you. Isabella goes hey Dante what is this and she pulls out like an old devil's jersey that I think you got me probably (laughs) 10 years ago
3: what where's where'd she get that from I have I have no
0: idea she probably my my, one of my parents probably pulled it out of the attic or something and she was like oh this is but uh yeah devils devils are great capitals
3: are uh, a nursing home on skates and they uh, are I mean and that's what I like about the uh the devils you know we had a couple of years of you know, in the basement, kind of trying to figure things out. But now we've got a lot of youth, and these guys are gelling, and it's uh, and it's showing, and it's showing. They're they're fun to watch.
0: Yeah, as much as I enjoy watching the Caps from time to time, that kid Jack Hughes is so good. He's so fun to it's watch. Real, he's real he's fun to watch. Such a stud. Such All a stud.
3: of what? Three years old, maybe. I,
0: I was gonna say he's young. He's like real young.
3: Yeah, these guys. Uh, it's amazing what they're doing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all I got. Uncle Lorenzo, yep. thank you so much for jumping on and talking some football. No, I,
3: I, happy to happy to join. And yeah. if uh, if you want to do it again, maybe in the later rounds of the World Cup, we can do it again. Absolutely.
0: I love that idea. You're welcome on anytime. You're a recurring guest now. So uh, <laughs> works for me. I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. But thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you very much to Lorenzo, AKA my uncle for jumping on the pod. Uh, I talked to him after our conversation and he definitely wants to come back on again. I said, maybe uh, when we're closer to the end of the knockout stage, as we approach the the third place in the, in the yeah. championship game, we're going to have him back on. Yeah. Uh, uh, but not great conversation. He loves soccer. Uh, I love big events like this, like the euros and the Con- uh, CONCACAF world cup, what have you. Um, obviously us, us not winning that game against Wales was a kick in the dick, but, Gareth Bale is just incredible. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right. Real yeah. quick. Let's uh, let's run through some picks for week 12. Uh, I won't give out my Thanksgiving day picks. I'm going to tweet out and put a video on the Instagram of my Thanksgiving day picks. Scott, do you have any Thanksgiving day picks that you want to get out?
2: Um, I have one lock that I have for Thanksgiving day. Yeah. And then I will have my official picks for the rest of the week tomorrow. Um, okay. But my team that I have an absolute money line dub. Money line dub. Got the Vikings winning outright by the spread and dub. They're killing the Patriots. You think? Yeah, they're they're bouncing back.
0: Oh, send it home. You're not you're not at all worried that this is an eight o'clock kickoff.
2: No, no. Wow. All right. Send send Thursday. it home for it's the Thursday kid. on Thanksgiving. Kirk's gonna be ready to go. Kirk you he is a Kirk. Pe- you think Kirk seasons his turkey? No, 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 Okay. No. All right. Maybe with a dash of salt and pepper, but that's it.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. No, no seasonings on there, no thyme, no rosemary, nothing. Just nope salt and a little bit of yep. that. Dash of pepper, not a lot, though, because that makes his nose, it makes him sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Uh so. In honor of mobile gambling finally being legalized in Maryland, I will have picks on every Thanksgiving game. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to put out I'm going to put out a video on the socials. I'll have the intern put them out, uh, giving my picks and my reasoning as to why I'm taking those picks. But just know the boys got a full clip. So my I have three picks on Sunday and I'm probably going to have more come Sunday. But this is what I have so far. Dolphins team total over versus the Texans. I don't know what it is. Whatever the number is, it's not high enough. Uh, also taking the Dolphins minus 12 and a half for that same exact reason. The the Texans okay. fucking stink and it's fade. Houston
2: stink.
0: Second game that I'm going to take on Sunday. Bengals at Titans. I'm taking the Titans plus two uh, plus one and a half rather. Sorry. Vrabel is a home dog. Cincinnati has the 17th ranked rushing defense. And obviously we know what uh, Tennessee can do running the ball. So give me the Titans here as a home dog. I like that. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to have more come Sunday. Those are just the only two that I got right now. I have a bunch for Thursday that you guys will see on the socials. Uh, But as of right now, that's what I got.
2: Me as well. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to rip it up on Thursday.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, All right. That's about all we got for this episode. Uh, Trying to keep it a little short and sweet for you guys. Um, I unfortunately have to work on Friday. So if any of you are like me, tell me about it. If any of you are like me, hopefully this will get you through the week into the weekend uh, past the holiday. Um, Normally, we wrap up with some shout outs just to kind of put some positivity out there. But today, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're each going to give something that we're thankful for. So, Scott, the floor is yours.
2: Um, I'm actually, this is a funny one. I'm thankful for Calais Campbell and his foundation he did at my work of employment. Um, dude was unbelievably generous and kind. He stayed past the time that he was scheduled for, took pictures with all the families, just an unbelievable person to have in the city of Baltimore. Um, and was an outstanding person to host and just a remarkable human being. He was awesome. That's great.
0: I, I've heard that from a lot of people about Calais that he's just a really real like, of the earth. I,
2: I couldn't get over how nice he and I chatted for 10 minutes and like unbelievable human being, not yeah. one topic brought up a football, like not once it was awesome. that's That's awesome.
0: I love hearing that. Um, So my one thing that I'm thankful for, I, I have a lot and I sat down earlier this evening and kind of just did some reflecting on the past few months and kind of just a mental check in with myself. And, I don't really have one explicit thing that I want to say that I'm thankful for. Um, but I realized especially recently that I have a ton of people in my life, my friends, my family, um, the people that I've mentioned on this podcast that have shown us love for what we're doing here. Um, people that have helped me in my career, just there's so many people that I have in my life that have been so unbelievably kind and supportive and loving to me that, you know, I take for granted and I know that we all do just because it's, an, it's an easy thing to do. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of people in my life that have helped me get to where I am now. Um, and again, this is just something that I was being really introspective earlier this evening, kind of just reflecting. Yeah. And I was just overwhelmed with the amount of gratitude that I have for just everybody and everything that is going on in my life. So if you're listening to this, if you're, you know, you're giving us some time out of your week and and showing us love. And if you've just had, Anything good to say to, to us or myself in my life, I, I'm thankful for you.
2: Very nice, dude. That was nice.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate sure. that. Thanks. Uh, all right. That's about it. Thanksgiving episode wrapped up in the books. Um, if you guys are going out tonight, Wednesday night, please be safe.
1: Be safe. Um, oh.
0: if, if you're going out in Bel Air, uh, I'll be at McGurk's. If you see me, come say hi. We'll, uh, we'll do a shot together. Um, don't drink and drive use uber use lyft get home safe enjoy the holidays um eat some delicious food be thankful watch what some football
2: thinks, what's the first dish you're gonna go at oh stuffing
0: easily don't even so have to think twice about, about
2: it go off the plate
0: yes dude I'm,
2: I'm, I'm gonna be honest here i'm gonna like first couple bites I'm a turkey with gravy and mashed potatoes mix and kind of do it like a big swoop, kind of get everything in there with a little bit of green bean casserole.
0: Oh, so I'm not a huge green bean casserole, although I understand why people enjoy it. Oh. I just I, It's just for whatever, like I want to like it. It's just, you know, it's not my thing. Um, but no stuffing for me is, is easily the first thing to go. I attack it like a primitive animal. Um, and I put, I put, I put some of the, some of the gravy on top of there and my grandmother, shout out to WoWo, Wo, this is the second shout out to WoWo Wo in this episode, actually. Um, she makes this like, sort of like Italian sausage stuffing that is to die for.
3: Oh,
2: That sounds remarkable.
0: To die for. And it's, it's honestly, it's a sin that we only have stuffing once a year. So that's, that's why. That's probably why it's so good though. Right, exactly. But yeah, that's why I go for that first thing. Mm. Damn! I can't wait. Mm. I'm so pumped. It's it's my favorite holiday. Well, at, first, outside of Christmas. Is the, outside this is Christmas.
2: the first year where Kristen's family is coming over with our family, so there's no driving. I'm going. Yeah, to- that'll be great, man. I, oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to be so drunk. Oh, I'm, I'm going gonna- to drink. I'm going to drink so much wine. It's Oh, gone- I'm, I'm drinking all day.
0: I'm literally waking up, drinking as soon as the Loyola game starts because. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm going to start drinking before the Loyola game starts because Uruguay is playing at 8 a.m. on Thursday.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So we're waking up early, watching the Uruguay game, having mimosas, and then Turkey Bowl at 10 o'clock. And then we got
2: football the rest of the day. Mm. It's going to be a great day. Great day. It's going to be a great day.
0: All right. We hours of the morning. Let's go to bed. Everybody, have a great holiday. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Scott.
2: Stay hydrated, babes.
0: Well said.
1: You got me breathing underwater Maybe when you're around, I can do anything It's like you gave me superpowers I'm on top of the world when I call you, my girl, my heart's racing